Priscilla, if I had to ask you, what's been the scariest day of our marriage? What would you say? The scariest day of our marriage that we both encountered was coming clean. It was. The day of the disclosure. Yeah, it was a terrible day on that day. But, you know, looking back on it, I think we see it in a different way now, don't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, it was hard to go through that day. But at the same time right now, I look at it as the best thing that ever happened to us. I think we look at it today as it was a marker of change in our marriage, right? It was the beginning of the change, and it created not just a moment of transparency, but it's bled over now into a lifetime of transparency. Hi, this is Phil and Priscilla Fretwell here with Savage Marriage. We're going to talk about how God is healing and restoring marriages today from betrayal, addictions, and the wounds of their past. And what He did in our marriage, He can do in yours too. Priscilla, I wanted to show you something that, um, what are, what are you looking at? Oh, it's a picture frame. It's silver, and it has five different pictures of us and yeah. from the past five years. Do you remember when I gave this to you? Yes, I do. It was Mother's Day right after you came clean. You came clean in April, Uh huh. and now we're in May. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember this. We were sitting at a restaurant, and I was as far away from you as possible. Mm. I did not want to be near you. And yeah, we had all our kids with us. All our kids were with us. I was trying to dream up something that would touch your heart. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I... How did you feel when I gave it you, to you? You brought this present out. I opened it up and I said, what? What are you doing? I don't even want to take a picture with you. You know, you're the last person I want to take a picture with. Well, I had a little inscription. There's an inscription graved at the bottom here. Yeah, it says Freedom Day. April 21st, 2017. Yeah, it so, was it was me trying to set a marker saying we're moving on. And I've got a spot here for five pictures. And we'll take one each year for five years. Right. And the first picture was taken in August. So you wouldn't take one with me immediately. Not in May. No. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I actually, I love that picture frame. Yeah. I do too. And so it is full now. And so we have five pictures in there, one we took each year. Uh, I, I don't think we thought we would make it for five, but we I, it was seed faith on my part. Okay. <laughs> I was saying, Hey, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to, um, and we're going to do it. And year four is us kissing, which I particularly love. Although I wasn't sure how fast we would kiss. Now we certainly did kiss before four years. Yes. But, uh, we finally got it memorialized here at year four. And then we have year five, which, um, we took also. So I love this frame. We have it on our kitchen counter here. And it it's a reminder, right? Reminder. You know, it signifies that moment for us of what we were commonly referred to as coming clean on April 21st. But, you know, the thing that we have been reflecting on, Priscilla, is that idea of coming clean, because since then, we have worked with couples who go through something that they would commonly call a disclosure. And some disclosures go well, they do. And then some do not. And it's, it's really, it's a hard process when people take it like they're reading the newspaper or a letter. Yeah. No emotion in it at all. And it's viewed almost sometimes as somewhat sterile, right? As you're going through this. And so we wanted to share with you how my coming clean was much more than what you might refer to as a disclosure, because we created not just a moment of disclosure, but really a lifetime of transparency from this. And I'm not sure everybody thinks about it in this way. Yeah. Sometimes people think it's a one and done. 
and they will not have to go back over this disclosure with their wife ever or yeah. their husband. What we have found is that the disclosure is just the beginning. It is, and is, and I think, Priscilla, as we have reflected on this over the years, we've realized the importance of this moment. This was a signifying in our life of our marriage needed to change. And, you know, there is no change in a marriage without a starting point that everybody can look back on and say, this is the point when our marriage started to change. And for us, that was April 21st, 2017. And so with that, we wanted to give you four ways where we think that the coming clean, that moment was much more than what is traditionally thought about as just a disclosure. Point number one, as I look back on that, Priscilla, it was really, for me, it was a humbling of myself before God and before you to the point of repentance, because that's really what this was. It wasn't just a reading off of all my wrongdoings, which it was, it included that, but that's not what it only was. It was really reflecting to you a moment of repentance. Right. It's wanting to look at what has happened and where the root is in your life. Because yeah. And I, a root has taken hold of you that it has produced this fruit. And so you have to go back and figure out well, what what happened? Where was I? And why did I make these choices? And I can't tell you at that moment that I, I knew what the real root was, but I was committed to finding the root. And it was an ex exploratory discussion about what had happened. Could it be this? Could it be that? But you participated in that with me. Right. I was 100% involved in this finding out what the root was. And it started the whole discussion around not only what I've done, but why have I done it? What has been behind it? What has been the wounds in my life? What has been the lies that I've believed? But it signified I am willing to go there and have that discussion with you. And you jumped right into that and helped me and asked questions and really did a lot of things there. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the changing of your heart and to go back and change what what happened to you, if we don't do that with one another, it, it's futile. Right. I mean, you're just like, it's just actually the disclosure becomes a Band-Aid instead of, hey, let's do surgery on this. Yes. Let's open this thing up and look at it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think commonly people think about that a disclosure is, I'm going to let you know about all the things I've done. But while I did that, I mean, we did that in a lot of detail, right? I think the thing that was more significant to you is I was disclosing to you the pain and the anguish in my heart and the change in my heart that I wanted to have. And when you heard all that, Priscilla, how did that affect you? Well, I was surprised by some of the things, right, that you disclosed, but I'm, I had hoped that there was going to be a change in our life and in our marriage because of what you were doing. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone is looking for. Can I see not just your words, but your attitude and your heart to know that there is hope for a change? Yeah. And I think that really kind of takes us to the point number two. Point number two is I saw the brokenness of your soul. I saw that you were humbling yourself before God, that you were, you were putting everything out on the table and you, and there was anguish in your soul because of what had taken place in your life. 
Yeah, there's a verse, 2 Corinthians 7.10, that says, For the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. I think in these situations, Priscilla, everybody that is making a disclosure, confessing their wrongdoings, they are sorry they are in this mess. Right. They're sorry for getting caught. They're sorry for what they're doing to their family and their spouse. They're just like, oh my goodness, I... I wrecked everything. So there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of what we would call worldly sorrow, but that is different than being repentant and sorrowful in front of God. And that's what 2 Corinthians 7.10 says. It says that there can be a godly sorrow that produces a repentance without regret leading to salvation or leading to deliverance. And that's really what started happening, I think, in, in my life. Yeah, I mean, it was more, you know, you're not looking at it through the natural lens. Oh, my goodness, I'm broken from all these things that I've done. It's more I'm broken before God. I mean, you're you're bearing everything before him and, and saying, I'm before a holy God and I've done all this. And so, actually, this holy God that I worship has lived in my life and I've done these things. Yeah, sometimes we'll get a call from a spouse who is upset. They just heard a disclosure. They heard that their husband, most of the time, the husband has confessed something to them. And well, many times we'll ask, what was his posture? What was his composure as he was presenting this to you? Was it like he was reading the newspaper? Was it like he was reliving the moment? And how they answer that tells us a lot about where was the husband or sometimes the wife in the middle of their disclosures. With you, it was the first time that I had seen despair in mm. your life because you were a man who was very much in control of everything and nothing rattled you. And here I am seeing a man who is just crying out and can not contain the sorrow in his heart. Well, you know, I had been always a man that wanted to appear dignified. Right. And when you came to me and disclosed all of this, you had no dignity. That was out the window. You were just wanting so much to get rid of this heaviness in your heart. This thing, these ball and chain that you had carried all of your life and never shown to anyone how heavy they really were. And you just got rid of it. You were just like, I'm done being the prideful man that I am. And I will show you everything that's within me. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't care who saw it. I think at one point I said I, I would put it on a billboard on I-4. Yes. If yeah, I needed did. to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which brings us to this, uh, the third point here is I would say that coming clean, it didn't create just a moment of transparency with us, Priscilla. I think what it did is it created a transparent life. It wasn't just like this was something that happened between two o'clock and four o'clock. And that was the moment of disclosure. What it did is it changed really the way that we related to one another. It was not a one and done. I mean, six years out, there are still speed bumps that we hit. No. Yes. Us? Yes. <laughs> and and we have to we have to go back and say, wait, we want to be transparent. We want to be open with one another. We want to be honest with one another. These speed bumps will come. Yeah. You can call them speed bumps. You can call them pitfalls, whatever you want to call it, but it will come. And that is why you are walking this out 
as a life of transparency and not a one and done. It wasn't just that day, was it? Because as I recall, it took me 30 days as God continued to reveal things to me that I needed to share with you. That's right. I mean, it was 30 days of me waking up and most mornings you would say, I have something else to share with you. Because it became more than just, here's the list of what I've done to offend you. It became, here were the soul ties in my life from relationships before I met you. Here's the fantasies in my mind. Here's the shame of my childhood, right? Right. And it was those types of things that took a while for God to bring this stuff out. But because we had started with transparency, we continued walking it pretty intensively for about a month there. Don't you think, Priscilla? Right, right. And, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity to ask questions. Yeah. That's what it did. It, it gave me a, you know, I want to find out the truth. Let's go back and figure out, like we said in the beginning, what is the root of this problem that we're having? Well, it put this me, situation in your life. Where where did this begin? Yeah. Well, it put me in a position, too, that I needed to be prepared to share details with you because you had questions. Very, yeah, a lot. A yeah. Lot of questions. Yeah. And um, and so I had to be prepared to share details with you. And that's what we did. I mean, there was a lot of questions on who I was with, what happened, all all this type of stuff. Right. Right. But I knew that if I didn't share details with you, you were going to create them in your head. And that's a lot worse. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, I want to investigate what is truth. So mm -hmm. we're going to find out what is truth in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm all about, let's go for that. You know, let's put it all out on the table. What do we have here? Let's figure this out. Yeah. And I was not reliving disclosures either. No, you weren't. And, and you didn't share them like you relished like that iniquity, you know, like, oh, I, I really, this, this part I, was really fun. You were broken. You were sharing from a place of sorrow and repentance. Yeah. And I think when you see that in your spouse, you know that you're going in the right direction. Well, I think what we have learned since then, even looking back on it, we kind of walked through all this. I will tell you, uh, Paul Speed at Whatever It Takes Ministries helped me a lot in structuring what I should say and how sh I should say it because I had attended his Four Days to Freedom meeting. You attended the Four Days to Hope meeting though, with Whatever It Takes Ministries. And both of those things helped us move forward in our disclosures in going through this. But I knew that I needed to be able to walk through these details to get the, th get the hooks out of me that might call me back into some of this behavior because guys, we can have a tendency. I could have had a tendency to bury some of the most shameful details and let that remain in my mind, secret, thinking about that, sometimes enjoying those details. And that stuff would have called me back to the bad behaviors because I didn't bring them out to the light. But at the point when I was able to get all the hooks out and there was nothing else that was remaining, it put me on a path to real for real freedom. And point number four would be that you not only shared with me, Philip, what you did, but how you deceived me. Mm. And one of those things I, I really remember very clearly is I had commented to you, why do you carry all cash in your wallet? Why not just use the credit card? And you said, oh, just because, you know, I, I need to have cash in my wallet. Right. And then after you came clean, you said, uh, no. Nah, the reason I had cash in my wallet is I didn't want to use a credit card at a massage parlor. Yeah. 
So. Well, this this sharing of the deception point is really important, right? Because it is. It be, is. Because now we're exposing what how devious I've really been. How, how we have gone about making these decisions and how we have put deception, deceiving our spouse is so important. I know that one of our kids actually came to us and said, this is how I got through your parental controls. And we're like, really? Yeah, this is my, he's, he said, mom, if there's a will, there's a way. Well, you know, removing the secret pathways to sin helps prevent you from going back to those things again, right? Yeah. It's uncovering it. And it's also saying, hey, this was the point I collaborated with the father of all lies, Satan in coming up with this whole deception and this sin that's just about wrecked my life and wrecked our family's life. You know, there's another part that's really uh, important in all this coming clean or disclosure, whatever you want to call this. And that is the spouse that has been hurt, that mm -hmm. has been betrayed, that has been lied to. And I know that when you were going through your disclosure, um, it really helped me to see what part I had in this. And I know that my heart in our 28 years of marriage was a hard heart towards God. I was doing everything that looked great as a Christian, but inside I was, a, I was dying. I had no life in me. And part of the deal was, you know, I was wanting to look good, but our relationship was spiritually and emotionally there wasn't very much of a relationship. We were just kind of doing what we could. Well, we've reflected on, on this a lot, right, right. Priscilla, because it, it did start with this moment of transparency with me. But I would say within a couple of weeks, it had bled over to you. It did. And I, I started to see what my percentage was in this. It wasn't as much as yours, obviously, but I had a percentage in this and I had to come before God and humble myself and say, you know, this this was wrong with how I have treated my husband, how I have acted, and the life has been a lie before people, before my kids. Yeah. Well, I think what we ended up saying is, and for couples that I would say pull away from a disclosure point, from a coming clean point, and we see success, is that it's not only been a moment, but it's been an amazing time of transparency in their whole marriage that started at that point of coming clean. I'm reminded many times of uh, the verse, 1 John 1, 7. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And that word fellowship is a very tight unification here. And it's really, I think, Priscilla, it's a realization experientially of this idea that we are one flesh. And I think that's the point that we started to see God work all of this stuff out in our life. I also want to add one more thing, uh, maybe two more things. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is that we don't want you to use this as a checkoff in your marriage. I didn't do some of these things. Oh, no. Now what happens? Mm -hmm. You know? Because even in our marriage and how God just brought these things to the forefront that we had to deal with. We didn't do everything right. There were some ups and downs in our in our recovery. But yeah. but God was our hope. Well, that was even one of our concerns about doing a a podcast on this around coming clean and what that meant is that somebody would look at that and conclude that because my husband or wife didn't follow all these steps or do it the way Phil and Priscilla did it, something was wrong. 
And that's not the objective at all. What this is, is a point of reflection, right? It's supposed to be a point that we can come together and talk about what were we feeling? What were we thinking? What did I see? What did you see? And what else does God want to do in our life? It's really putting everything before God and saying, what is it that he wants in this? Because he does want us to be walking in truth and in unity. Yeah. And then the second point I think we'd leave them with is I know that is if your day of disclosure or day of coming clean is still in front of you, it can look like a scary day. Or if it's behind you, you might look at it still and think about it as a scary day. But we want you to look at it as a point of hope, because what it does is it signifies that there is a time of transformation in your marriage that you want to have happen. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's what we saw in us, right? It was a it was a beginning point. Like we have to start somewhere. Let's start it and see what God will do. God's orchestration in our life together was amazing. It was. And where we are today is so different than we were six years ago or in the past 28 years of our marriage. It's just amazing how God puts things together and he wants to work these things out in our life. This is Phil and Priscilla Fretwell. Thanks for listening. Our book, Savage Marriage, Triumph Over Betrayal and Sexual Addiction, is now available on Amazon. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Savage Marriage Ministries. Also, join our Savage Marriage community at SavageMarriageMinistries.com. And remember, it's God who is at work in your savage adventure.